Some conversations are better off the air. Yeah, definitely. And now the Off Air Podcast. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. With Travis Hartman. All right, the first episode of the Off Air Podcast. I have a big guest. The one and only from the Power Trip Morning Show on KFAN, Chris Hockey, what's going on, man? How Thanks are you? On. Oh, man, it's good to see you. I didn't realize I was the first guest. First guest. Holy big moly. <laughs> well, it is a big honor, but I understand you want to run out the bugs that's, with somebody. That's yeah, right. so that's, I understand, yeah. I kept DMing you. I was like, ah, I don't want to bug this guy because you have so much on your plate. You have so much going on. Even now, I'm sure... Well, maybe it's a little downtime now, but still, you're a pretty busy guy. So thank you so much for doing this, oh, man. Th- no, I'm, I'm glad you asked me. I appreciate anything you ever asked me for. You know, I'll help you with. I'm a big fan. Um, you need 100 bucks. Can you give me? Uh, I, yeah, I'll give you the 150. Okay, I'll good. give you 150. How's awesome. that? Yeah, thank you right. so much. Now, don't cash this check for a while. Give me three weeks. But, <laughs> no, okay. but yeah. All right, wait till it clears. But right, no, you know, you. it's it's weird, man. We were talking about it before we started rolling. Um, obviously, the band has been silent, which is a big part of what I do and a big part of who I am. So that's been hard to deal with both mentally and, and for the guys in the band, it's been, you know, hard to deal with physic, uh, financially. But the radio station and the amount of stuff I've been doing has increased unbelievably. I sure. mean, I'm working more now trying to, um, you know, a, a big thing of a, a part of what we do, as you well know, is keeping our clients happy. I mean, you get paid by the radio station, you want to get ratings, but you also, you have endorsements and you have uh, people who pay you to endorse their products and trying to keep uh, help keep those people solvent has, yeah. has taken a lot more time and a lot of work. And, and I don't know if, if any of the things I've been able to do is have helped or not, but, um, it's been a lot of work and it's been, uh, um, staying at the radio station till one o'clock, interviewing people, doing extra spots, um, trying to find uh, creative ways uh, to, to keep their, their businesses going and keep their names in the public eye. Sure. Yeah. So in basic DJing radio, we get a spot handed to us from the sales team or from production, we record it. So when you guys in talk radio, you meet with the client, Yeah. you sit down, you get a plan going. Do you write the script yourself or does somebody else write the script for you or sure. what do you... What do you kind of do? I, I always ask for um, for them to give me bullet points, yeah. the things they want to hit. But what yeah. I what I try to do, for instance, I have a brand new uh, client, a CBD company, Cultivate, Cultivated CBD. Sure. And uh, they're a brand new client and they're brand new to radio. And so uh, they there are a certain amount of things I can and can't say. And the reason I'm using this as an example is because it's been a brand new that came during this epidemic. So it was new business during the epidemic. They'd never done radio before. And all the salespeople at the radio station are not allowed in the radio station. Oh, sure. So I've been trying to help them formulate the plan uh, from a distance over the computer, over teleconference and the sales rep helping them help me. You know, it's, it's been really something. So what I try to do, and it's, it's tougher right now, but what I try to do, especially with a new client is get to know them, find out what they really, really want to communicate to the listener. Sure. Uh, I also try to make sure, and, and it, it, this is across the board. Um, I try to make sure that if it's a product that can be consumed or used or something like that, that it's one that I use that I've tried. So I can honestly look people in the eye and tell you, you know, I, I, I use this, this is how it's helped me. Yep. I, I found early in my career in, in a very hard way, to be honest with you, that, um, I didn't want to just be the guy who would endorse any product people brought to me. I, I, I found that in a, in a very hard way. I had a product that ended up being a, uh, a weight loss product a long time ago. It's a, the power trip was brand new. So this was 17 years ago and it was a company out of, uh, San Antonio. 
uh, where they had this elixir, this drink that you drank, and it was uh, supposed to magic potion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't the only guy on the radio station to do it, but I was brand new to the radio station, so I didn't have any endorsements. It was like one of the first I had, and I said, "Sure, I'll do it." And they even flew me down to San Antonio and stuff. This is going to be great. And the whole time you're sitting there, you're going, "This, this is not how this works. You don't drink something and get skinny." Yeah. Anyway, so I did the com- I did the commercials for about two months, and then they got uh, the FCC came in and said what they were saying was not true, and they got uh, the company went under. Oh, I looked no. like an idiot, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I learned a long time ago not to do that. I learned it the hard way. Um, but I get to know the product well enough where I want them to give me bullet points. Sure. This is what our sale is. This is what matters to us. Here's our website. And then I just kind of riff from there. There's a company here that a lot of Viner staff do testimonials for. Sure. And they send me one of their products like, hey, you want to, you know, sure. give us a testimonial, see if you like it. So I took one of their things, used it. Yeah. I don't like this at all. Sure. You know? Right. And so they're like, don't fake it. Because you don't want to give a fake testimony. Because if I go on the air, like, this is a great product, I guess, you know? Sure. It doesn't sound authentic. I, I'm so glad that they were good about that as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the mark of a really good company. Uh, for instance, I have a couple of different companies. Uh, um, Olivia Weight Control Center. Sure. Which I, I did use 53 pounds, what, 10 years? Well, you knew me when I was oh, heavy yeah. a long time ago. Um, so that and... Uh, um, uh, the new one cultivated and some other products where they when they say, try this. If it yeah. doesn't work, we don't want you to do it. It doesn't work the same way for everybody. And that's right. a great, that's a mark of a great company. Yeah, you know, sure. I, I, if, if it doesn't work for me, I, I don't want to pretend that it did and they don't want that either. So there's enough of us radio folks out there that they can find somebody who it works for and it'll work for them. You know? Yeah, so, absolutely. But that's good. I'm glad to hear that they, they're the kind of company who was like, hey, well, if you don't like it, then don't do it. That's great. Can't fake a testimonial. You, you, you cannot can't do it. Well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But I guess money talks in some situations, but still, you know, right. be wary of it. I Absolutely. Guess. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's kind of go dive back to when you got in radio. Uh-huh. What year was it? What was your first job? Give me some of the details. Sure. So 1989, I was going to a broadcasting school. I grew up on the borders of Ohio and Indiana, a little town called Union City. And I say it's the border of Ohio and Indiana because the state line legitimately ran through my hometown. So for half the year, this side of the street was in a different time zone from that side of the street. Jeez. Yeah, it was weird. So weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and I, I grew up, I, I lived on the Indiana side and went to high school on the Ohio side. And um, I I wanted, I, I've been a singer in, in bands my whole life. And, and thanks to Bob, by the way, man, you, you guys play my music. I, I hear it all the time, um, which is just awesome. But um, I wanted to stay in music because I, I legitimately thought I was going to be a huge rock star. <laughs> and um, the closest thing I could think of to that was radio. And I've always loved talk radio. So I went to a broadcasting school called the International College of Broadcasting. Mm. And it was an associate's degree broadcasting and communications, uh, broadcasting and communications. And uh, sort of like Brown, only forgive me for being mean, legitimate. Yeah. You know, to be I honest with you. Um, yeah. And I went there and of all things, it was in Dayton, Ohio, which was about a 50 minute drive from my hometown, five zero. And one morning I was listening to the Big Wazoo, Dayton's Dangerous Rock and Roll <laughs> That's Station. Right. Uh, the hair band radio station. This is 1989, man. So, you know, uh, Slaughter, Poison, Guns N' Roses was brand new. All then. Corey's favorite bands. Oh, uh, it's far. things he loves. he loves. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Right. I was listening and, uh, you know, I didn't know at the time that it was a radio trope, that it was something everybody does, but they were just given their intern hell. You, you're, you don't get here on time. You don't know what you're doing. You're terrible. Yeah. And 89, you weren't alive yet. In 89, we yeah. didn't have cell phones. We still had pay phones. So I'm driving along and I'm listening to them giving their guy, uh, their intern hell. And I, uh, I'm getting close to school and I just, uh, on a whim, 
pulled over at a gas station in Dayton, Ohio, right before I got to college, jumped on the phone. I called whatever the, you know, I'm sure it was 1-800-1029 or whatever. Sure. You know? And uh, Michael Luzak of the Luzak and Linda morning show answered the phone. Hey, Big Wazoo, what can I do for you? And I'm like, I hear your intern's terrible. I'm going to college for radio. I'll be your intern. And he goes, you're in college? And I go, yeah. And he goes, all right, be here tomorrow at 9 a.m. Okay, wow. cool, great. So I hung up the phone and tried to find out where the radio station was. And, and uh, the next day I skipped class, of course, because it's the Big Wazoo. Yeah, of course. And went in and at 9 a.m. I waited and they, their show went off the air at 9 a.m., 9.15, 9.30, 9.45 he must've finally been told that I was out there waiting for him. And he came out and got me and I couldn't believe it. I was at a radio station. I, I Luzak from Luzak and Lindy is standing right there. Radio, you know, it's a huge deal. And he brought me back to his office and said, so uh, you want to do radio? I said, yeah, I'm at the international college of broadcasting. He said, do you have any experiences? Well, just doing college, you know, stuff. And he goes, do you know how to use a DAT machine? Do you know what a DAT machine I is? I do not know. Uh, right. Exactly. That's because it was, it was sort of like beta. Okay. It was an, a, it was a, um, a little tiny cassette, but it was a high quality cassette, but it was a technology that was here and then gone. I mean, mm. it literally for maybe 18 months, it was used by oh, wow. everybody in radio, but then it got replaced immediately. And so I said, sure. I know what a DAT machine is. I had never even heard of a DAT machine. <laughs> I, I didn't have any clue what it was. But you want to see what you, you know, I, yeah, so I'm like, you whatever about, I need to do is I'll do exactly. it to get in here. So he yeah. said, okay, great. Be here tomorrow. You'll be Missy Kemper's intern. Um, she was the news person. And that was the thing. The next day I started uh, doing the morning internship at the Big Wazoo, Dayton's Dangerous Rock and Roll Station. Mm-hmm. I used to get there at 3.30. I would, uh, the, the news feed would come in from, I believe we were an NBC radio affiliate. So, you know, the tone would hit at 3 a.m. The tone would hit at 4 a.m. I'd record the, uh, the news on a reel-to-reel machine. Sure. I'd tell Missy, the news director, I'd say, here's what the stories were. She'd say, okay, give me story two, give me story four, and give me story seven. I would chop those out, put them on a, on a, um, on a cart. Do you guys, do you guys have carts? Do you know what a cart is? Uh, yeah. I mean, we have, they look like eight tracks. Yes. Okay. okay, Yeah. yeah. But I I mean, that's stuff I don't touch though. You know Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So I would, I would lay those on and I would tell her where there was at. And then, uh, when she'd do her news report, um, she'd be like, and, uh, uh, John, uh, you know, Toffley from NBC news reporting from Washington, she'd hit play and then play. And it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, I went from one day driving my car to the radio station and calling two days later, I was chopping up the news reports for Missy Kemper on the big, yeah. So that's how I got my start. And, and, uh, I, I, I still can't believe my luck that I, that I made the decision to call and that he answered the phone and that he came and got me and that there just happened to be a spot where they would let me intern. I I, I can't believe if I'm not sitting in this spot at this moment, if I wasn't listening to that radio show that morning. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy to think about too, because it's kind of like you kind of had to find your own way. Yeah. And in a way, back in 2014, 2013, any station event you guys did, yeah, I'd go to. Right. And I'd pester you guys. Yeah. I want to intern here. I want to do this. All my friends were diehard, our uh, diehard Power Trip listeners, and they're like, "Hey, it'd be cool." Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. It's gonna be really tough. It's like, all right. A couple years later, I'm interning on the Power Trip Morning Show. It's yeah. Kind of, you kind of have to find your way in unorganically in a way sure. you kind of have to track it down yourself like you did and yeah i pestered you guys for a couple of years right before i got to that spot yeah you just got to find your own way in this business for sure or at least get started in your own way it's so true and you know the, the um, that's that makes it hard but it, yeah. I, I um I, i'm gonna say the truth too it weeds out the people who don't really want it right you know um if you hadn't kept pestering you know sure 
you wouldn't have really wanted it as much as you did. If right. I hadn't been willing to, you know, to stop and make that phone call, yeah. uh, you, um, you, you gotta, I, I've always thought, and, and, um, you know, I'll try not to get too philosophical on you, but I've always believed that, um, you have to have initiative and you have to, um, the universe is really pleased with you if you really work your tail off. Sure. You know, um, you're not always going to get everything you want. I'm not saying that I, I, you know, I'm not being silly, but, but, um, good things happen to people who create their own luck. Yeah. I really believe that. Right. Yeah. And hard work is a cliche that sounds hard work pays off for the most part, man. You know, that's you get so breaks true. here and there, you get some luck, but you got to work your ass off too to get somewhere you want. It's so true because, you know, um, I, I, another one of my philosophies, and this is something that I, I mean, I, I legitimately, I don't even know why. I don't know who told me this or where it came from. But I guess it was just the, the the example my mom and dad set for me. But whatever job there is to be done, do it. Sure. What when everybody else is too tired to stick around to get the three a.m. news feed, go do it. Right. When everybody else is is too, um, uh, I don't know. It feels like they're too good to wash the station vehicle. Go wash the station vehicle. Yeah, I do the thing that nobody else is willing to do and do it over and over again. Do the hard thing, do the easy thing, do the little thing, do the big thing. Uh, Again, this is a terrible thing because people take advantage of it. And I admit that people take advantage of it. But if you're always the guy who says yes, eventually you're going to get to say yes to the right thing. Right. And you're going to get asked first to do the, Absolutely. the bigger thing compared to other people. Because you're going to be the guy who didn't say no to washing the station vehicle. And right. that's going to ingratiate yourself to the person who asks you. Yep. And when something good comes along, they're going to want to reward the person who did the small things. I, I believe that in my heart. It's so true. And it's funny you bring that up too. Like, I am a big UFC fan. Yeah. And on SiriusXM, there's an MMA fighting show. Sure. And the host is Lou Thomas. And he's got a YouTube channel where he talks UFC, MMA. And he takes questions from fans. So everybody's asking, like, who do you think is going to win this fight? Who the, I say, I'm getting started in radio. Do you have any advice for me? Right. And he said, get reps. Yeah. Holidays. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that job. You do it. Overnight, nobody wants to do that job. You do it. Get reps and keep building. I was like, as simple as it sounds, it is, it's true. It's 100% true. 100% true. Yeah. I, I could not agree more. I mean, I can think of people... Um, that have interned for me. And sadly, the intern program is dead now at, at iHeartRadio and that just drives me crazy. But um, Like, we can't top Mr. T. We got to end this. I know, right? Yeah, that's it. He's, <laughs> it's over now. That's what it was. Mr. T is the, the epitome. Why <laughs> yeah. would we have anybody else come now. in? Exactly. But um, I, I, I had, obviously yourself, a guy named Jordan Bianchi, uh, who was my intern. And then uh, he was another one of those guys who um, – basically did way more than he was ever paid to do. Now he works um, for one of the major NASCAR publications, lives in Charlotte. If you if wow. you turn on tomorrow's NASCAR race, I don't know when this is going to be heard, but if you turn on a NASCAR race and look in the reporter pool, Jordan Bianchi is one of those guys. Wow. He was my yeah. intern. Um, there's a guy uh, who is doing afternoons now on a country radio station in Indianapolis, Q95, I believe is the country radio station, who was one of my interns. He was that guy too. He just would not stop. He would, what he was going to do this. This is what he loved. Um, I, I have obviously meat sauce started off as my intern. Corey sure. Cove started off as my intern. Um, I remember when Guernsey was an intern. I remember when Tennessee was an intern. I remember when common man was an intern, hmm. you know, um, the people who really want it are not going to stop. They're going to keep going and they're going to keep doing the little things and getting the reps and, and eventually 
you become one of the group. You become one of the people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So kind of fast forwarding here, 2001 is when the power trip started, right? You right. and Star yep. went to Swerberg's office like, hey, just give us a shot. That's it. He said, I'm not going to pay you. He said, that's fine. Just let us get on the air, do the morning show. Yep. When you first got going on the morning show in 2001, obviously it took a while before you guys blew up. Sure. What's your mindset? Just get any traction we can, just establish something early yeah. on? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, believe it or not, a, a total uh, a credit to Greg Swedberg because Greg made me, all right, um, when we started doing the show, um, it, uh, it was superstar Mark, Mike Morris and I, uh, who'd played in the NFL forever, 14 years in the NFL. He'd been a long sniper for the Vikings. He wasn't a radio guy. Sure. And the reason they hired me to work with him, even for the one hour show in the midday was because they needed somebody who knew how to do radio to put with somebody who basically knew how to be a wrestler. Cause that's what he was. We did big time wrestling on the radio. Yeah. That was what it was. People like would I heard call in. He was the heel pretty much. And he was, people yeah. would call in and he'd tell them, I'm going to smash you with the folding chair. <laughs> uh, you know, but we had wrestlers on, we had Brock Lesnar before he, when, when he was wrestling in Louisville, he would come in studio with us when they were, he was part of, well, we had him in studio as well when he was still at the U, but he was doing AWA style stuff oh, wow. in Louisville training to move up. He would come in and do a uh, big time radio with us. But anyway, so Swedberg says to me, he says, okay, if you guys want to do a morning show, you need to write me a position statement. You need to tell me what this morning show is going to be like. So I still have it. I wrote down what I wanted the morning show to be. And, um, as somebody who loves, I just love radio, man. And I love morning radio and I love talk radio. I love morning radio, but I just love talk radio periods. Why podcasts are so awesome to me. Um, I knew what I wanted the show to be on a grand scale mm -hmm. because I can't help myself. I always think of things on a grand scale, sure. but the, the, the major morning show, not only uh, in the twin cities, but one of the greatest morning shows in the history of morning radio is the Tom Bernard show. Howard Stern couldn't beat him. Here. Howard Stern couldn't beat him here. I, I, every Howard Stern show that aired in the twin cities, I ran the board for. No way. Really? Absolutely. Everyone. That was how I got back into radio when we moved here. Um, they were about to blow up Bob only when it was Bob country That's on, right. on 100.3 yeah. in the twin cities. Um, the company, which I believe at the time was clear channel might've been before it was Clear Channel, it was another name. Ended up being iHeartRadio, but they were about to blow it up because they just purchased it and they already had um, uh, K102. They didn't want two competing country stations under the same um, flagship. Sure. So they called me, the guy who was the program director, his name was Bob something or other, and he said, hey, I, I hear that you used to do radio. And I said, absolutely. He said, I need somebody to board off the Howard Stern show between you and I we're going to blow up this entire radio station. Everybody's going to get fired. You would be the only employee of the new radio station. It's going to be called Rock 100.3. Wow. Yep. And you're going to come in and the Howard Stern show is going to go and we're going to bring down Tom Bernard. We'll eventually accumulate the rest of the staff, but you'll be the only person here. Okay, cool. And a week later, I went in and we started broadcasting the Howard Stern show. What year was this, by the way? Is this like... This was 97. 97, okay. Yep. And um, for the first month... And this is, this sounds ridiculous because it is the general manager of the radio station. I believe his last name was McCarthy would stand behind me as we listened to the Howard Stern show and tell me what to cut out wow. because they knew that the FCC was watching Howard at the time. Sure. And they also knew that, um, the twin cities market, it's a little more finicky than any other market, you yeah. know, a little more, uh, um, 
laid back, I guess. Um, so he would tell me and I would have to go on the reel to reel. I was recording the Howard Stern show on and edit out parts of the show that he didn't think would fly, would fly in the twin cities. Hmm. I say month, maybe it was more like two weeks, but he did, he did it for quite some time. Um, and from there, then, uh, I, I, every show that he ever did, I board up for, I didn't take a day off the entire time. I learned a lot listening to Howard Stern every day. Sure. And if you listen to the power trip and I know you do, and you're, you've been uh, listening for some time. There's a lot of Howard Stern in the Power Trip Morning Show. Yeah. We, I, I left out a lot of the things that I thought were gratuitous, honestly. And you who have am to I, dial back. Yeah, yeah, you can't do yeah. what he does exactly. And who am I to say what's right and what's wrong? But sure. um, I knew what, uh, what, what I didn't think would work here. Uh, so anyway, long answer to a short question. By the time I got to the point where Swedberg asked me to write up a mission statement for the morning show, I knew what I wanted the morning show to be. Yeah. Uh, Tom Bernard, one of, the, one of the greats of all time, is a pretty negative guy. Um, and his, his morning show, I don't know if he's a negative, I, I'm sorry, I apologize, that's not true. I don't know that he's a negative guy. I've met On him, the air as we know it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, um, the overall um, feeling when you listen to that morning show is, uh, the Twins suck, oh, God damn, the Vikings, oh, yeah. oh man. And, and, and um, I said, okay, well, you can't beat that guy doing what he's doing. There's no way in hell I'm going to do that. So let's do the exact opposite. Let's be positive. Let's have fun. We may not be the place people tune if something happens big time in the world, but when they tune on, uh, the Power Trip Morning Show on in the morning, they're going to smile. They're going to laugh. They're going to hear us being silly. That's what they're going to get. And, and Swedberg liked it. He's like, cool, that makes sense. And I think he liked it more than anything because I had thought it out. Sure. I really had an idea what I wanted the show to sound like. Yeah. And uh, so we started doing the morning show. It was two hours. I'll never forget it because he said, uh, if you guys get a three share, we'll be shocked. <laughs> and, which is funny uh, now. Which is back, funny, it's now, funny now. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty insane. And, and, and then Mick Anselmo, gosh, I wish I had this on taper and writing, legitimately said to Star and I, if you guys take down Bernard, I'll give you a million dollars each. He legitimately <laughs> said that to us. And, you know, took us a you'd lot of time. A, you'd have a meal right now. I, I wish sure. I had that on tape. It nice. took us a long time. But, yeah. um, so we started doing the morning show, and interestingly enough, Corey Cove, nicknamed Sludgy, yep. started interning for me five months into that. Okay, so still 2001? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was just 2002. Okay. It had just become 2002. Oh, right. Because okay. we started the day after Thanksgiving. That's right. Okay. 2001. Yeah. Which is incredible if you think about it, man. Yeah. 9-11 had just happened. Right. Um, the world was, you know, changing in a million ways. Um, but I also think it was really... Um, in a lot of ways, fortuitous because there was so much sadness and, and frightening thing, so many frightening things happening in the world and uh, and so much fear. When they turned on the Power Trip Morning Show every morning, they heard a guy saying, I'm going to cool you with the folding chair. Yeah. And they heard Jimmy Kleinsaucer and and uh, and uh, Chris Hovan. Hovan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they heard Brock Lesnar and they heard just guys being silly and being idiots. And if they if they needed the news about what was going on with Iraq or Osama bin Laden or, or whatever, they they could go elsewhere. And we understood that when they turned on our show, they were going to hear a bunch of guys being idiots. Yeah. We had no idea how we, what we were doing at first. Um, but, but again, in a lot of ways, I think that was fortuitous. And so that's what we did. We did, we did big time wrestling radio for the first three or four years. And that was a bit about it. It's crazy. Yeah. You, you kind of knew that Corey had potential almost right away. Yeah. I mean, Corey's kind of like, it's funny too, before I interned for you guys, I was like, oh, I don't want to piss off Corey. Cause I yeah. feel like Corey's kind of guy that 
would just be quite frankly an asshole. He's not, but yeah. he gives a he he's, he doesn't give off an asshole vibe, right? But he gives off the vibe of if if you do something to kind of cross him or get him mad, sure, he'll call you out on it. So I was like, I was really timid. Yeah, super good guy, like a great guy, hundred percent, nice yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 like he, a genuine good dude, genuinely a good guy. You know when um uh when Corey first started, there there are a few things that makes somebody. You know, um, I don't want to, I don't want to lay a blanket across it because it's not true for everybody, but when it comes to the role of being a host, not, not a, not a, a, a co-host, not a, um, a producer, not a, uh, an ancillary character, the person who sits in the big chair has to have an opinion that they would stand on a hill and die for. Right. But they also have to be willing to listen to other people's opinions. That's Corey. Th- that's that name. is Corey Cove. Yep. And, and, uh, I, I knew that. Uh, not like I'm a guru, but I, I knew that within the first month of working for him or w- with him, <laughs> funny, mm. um, that he was that kind of guy. Um, but I also knew like you and like so many people we talked about, that guy worked for me for free for two years. Yeah. And it wasn't an internship that he did one day or two days a week. He did every morning for two years without getting paid. And my boss, Doug Sweat, Doug, Doug Westerman at the time, kept saying, you got to get rid of Corey. This, what we're doing is literally illegal. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not paying. You um, have to get credits, absolutely. right? Or yeah. get paid. He'd already graduated. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I kept saying, well, I, I'm not getting rid of him. Hire him then. Hire him. Yeah. And um, he just, guy, he was great. Uh, he he did everything. He was my, my, um, my creative partner because, you know, again, Star was a fantastic football player, great long snapper, fantastic guy, legitimately one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. If he were doing a satellite radio show where he could cuss and, and be the person that he really is in real life, yeah, it would be off the charts. Sure. Because the funniest times, the hardest I've ever laughed in my life was trying to help him cut commercials after the show was over. Hmm. I mean, he would take the script and he'd read it and be like, F word, yeah, okay, whatever, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, "F this, yeah. this is terrible." Who wrote this script? And I, I'd, I'd have tears. Corey and I would be laying on the floor, <laughs> yeah. crying because he was so funny. He's such a he's six four, three hundred pounds. He's a giant guy, and he'd be stomping around the studio. <laughs> what I mean, one time, um, and he did the exact because he had you know he'd already lived his dream. He'd already been a professional football player, so he was on. He was just doing a radio show because it was a job and it was fun, you know. And like, and I re- I remember. Somebody telling him um, he would snap down the hallways. He would snap a football and somebody would say, dude, you know, those ceiling tiles are $150 each. I think it was Abbott because Abbott was the music director. He's now the program director. He was uh, the, not the, he was the MD, hmm. uh, APD, I guess is what you call it. And I remember him saying to Star, you got to be careful because those, those ceiling tiles are $150 each. Star took the football in his <laughs> hand and goes like this, wham. Wham! Broke two of them and said, "Put me down for two and walked away. Oh wow! It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> in my the life. Bloomington? At the Bloomington yeah, office, yeah. yeah, exactly, right. Oh, that's funny. But, um, Star, uh, he loved doing the show, but he didn't care about radio. He, yeah, you know, he didn't really. Right. He'd already lived his dream. Yeah. So Corey and I became an unstoppable team. I mean, we did everything all the bits we wrote the bits together we did the bits together we recorded the bits together we uh, he was a creative spark man he was uh it was unbelievable sure and and that worked out really well yeah you know i heard you talk about this too on the podcast that star's a good guy your friend's a star your cool uh, star i miss him every day miss him yeah something clicked very soon after he got laid off it's yeah. unfortunate 
But I feel like you, Corey, and Sauce just have a dynamic that... In fact, when I listen to the morning show, I'm like, ah, oh, Hawk's out or yeah. oh, Sauce's out or, or Corey's out. Yeah. One misses... And it's still a good show, don't get me wrong. I understand. But there's that there's something missing. Yeah. When you have all three of you, it's just you can't top it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because um the the day that Star was let go, he wasn't the only one that was let go and, and he wasn't let go uh because of performance. Our ratings were riding uh, were rising um and getting better. We weren't competing with Bernard yet, but they were getting better and we were doing just you the know money move, right? We, we had well past that three mark yeah. that they were they were saying they never thought we'd get. Um but Star made a lot of money. And, uh, Corey and I did not and meat sauce. I don't think was getting paid at all at that point. <laughs> I think he was still an intern and, uh, it came out of San Antonio and I think eight people got let go the day that star got let go, but it was on a Thursday and on a Friday that we had to do the morning show. So they, they told, they pulled us in the office, star just got let go. Uh, you guys are doing the show together tomorrow. You want us to, yeah, you're doing it tomorrow. Well, all right. Can we have sauce? Can, you know, sauce. So yeah. Okay, cool. So sauce interned. I ran the board and Corey was in the big chair and, uh, you know, uh, they were really great about letting us acknowledge the fact that star got let go. We took calls that day about mm. how much we were going to miss him, about how sad we felt. Um, we weren't mean about 2012 ish, 2013. Yeah. yeah. Kinda. So, you know, I wish I should know that off the top of my head. It was I right really around should. when you guys switched to FM. Yeah, right? exactly. Right yeah. I, yeah. So I would say 2012. I should know that off the top of my head because we were at the new building. So yep. we were on FM, um, already then. Um, and we were three and a half hours already then too. Cause we were already going, uh, we, we were initially we were only a two hour show. Sure. Um, so we, we did that. They were nice enough to let us acknowledge it. We weren't mean about it. We, you know, and then we put our heads down and really opened up the gates, really the creativity, um, the fun. Um, we, we did have some benchmarks when it came to sports, but we, we, um, we had already realized at that point that we were going to, we weren't going to win doing sports in the morning. I'll tell you this. I love sports. Yeah. Big sports fan. Yep. I hate like the typical sports talk radio. Yeah. I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Can't listen to it. And I, when I would drive to intern for you guys in the morning, like sure. four in the morning, like hey, this picture, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, dude, it gives a shit. I just, I can't listen to it. It's I so know. bad. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. But that's why I think people love the fan altogether. It's different. Yeah. PA talk sports. Yeah. But he's got his own angle to it. Yeah. Common is just, common. Who knows? Who he's knows? Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Barrow does get serious, but sure, man, he's one of the best interviews in the business. I feel like. His interviews are so good. It no doubt about it. Can't top it. And you guys, man, just when you talked about how with like Bernard and some of the morning shows where it's just, it's kind of doom and gloom. Yeah. Like this sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Right. You're already kind of in a bad mood in the morning because you're yeah. waking up for work. It's like, I want something to kind of lift me up. Yeah. That's, that was always the power of your morning show for sure. Well, and I appreciate that because that, that again, you know, going all the way back to the initial statement, I mean, that's exactly what it was, but, but, um, you know, uh, the, the thing about the three of us needing to be in the room for it to be a good show yeah has everything to do with that yeah because um i am probably too positive in fact um i i, I uh I, if i were doing the morning show if i were the host if it was the chris hockey in the morning show yeah it would be too vanilla and people would get sick of it it'd be too positive because i i, I it's not like i don't acknowledge the negativity of the world but i don't shine a spotlight on it 
I, but I you tried, and Corey kind of balance each other out, and then you have Sauce as the middleman. That's just, exactly right. Yeah, Corey is—I won't say he's negative, but he is a realist. He's pessimistic. I live in the bit. clouds and the dream clouds, and I'm pretty happy. I like every movie I see. He hates almost sure. every movie he sees. Yeah, and somewhere in the middle, there's Sauce. Yeah, just wanting dad and mom not to fight. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah, I'm right, about, you right. Know? Um, yeah. Um, so the, I, I agree with you and I love that. I love that you say that. And I love when people tell me that I, not because I love it when I'm on vacation. Like I was, I was a couple of days this past week just to get away and get some, you know, get healthy with my allergies just killing me right I now. I know but, it sucks. Oh, it's terrible, man. Right. Especially right now during the, like allergies and coronavirus colliding. Oh. People are like, oh, is he sick? Yeah, no, look at I that have guy. allergies. He, that alone. guy needs to stay away from yeah, me. Exactly. No, I just have allergies. Right, yeah. right. But, um. When I was gone this week, I had a couple of people say, man, the show's so different without you. And, I don't, I, and I'm glad. And not because I want the show to fail without me, but because I, I feel that same way. I, I, Corey was gone, uh, sadly, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a week, a couple of weeks ago. It took us two days, Sauce and I, to get into a groove where we could do the show without him. Yeah. Because everybody knows their lane and everybody stays in their lane. Right. And... Um, it, that's that's what makes our show good is the three of us and and I think that's part of the reason that uh, we've been able to um, thrive to be honest with you ratings yeah. wise during this um, epidemic uh, uh, um, the ratings are higher than they've ever been I can't believe it and um, the the podcast numbers are through the roof and I think it's because a we're not suffering through not having sports to talk about but b there's not a channel you can turn on radio or television that's not giving you bad news right now. Right. And it's over freaking whelming. Yep. And um, when I do the news at seven o'clock on every morning, uh, you know, I acknowledge it because I'm not stupid. Yeah. Um, but I try to find good news if right. somebody's taken a step forward or if somebody's done something good for somebody. Um I try to find that because if you want bad news, man, you can find it just so by opening Twitter. Right. I, I don't need to be the, the bad news like, soundtrack. Is there any good news with coronavirus? Like any good news I feel like just gets put in the back burner. It's Absolutely. All like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's sort of like what you were saying with sports too. Like, I think the people who tune in know that if the Vikings do something big, we're definitely going to acknowledge it. We're going to hammer it. Yeah. But if it's not football season and I'm not going to make up a story to make it interesting because that's not right. Like you're talking about listening on the overnight. I feel horrible for a guy who has to do the overnight show on Fox sports, whatever. Oh man. And has to come up with a story about baseball right now. There's no story. So yeah. you look through the sports page and you're like, okay, this guy is going to have Tommy John surgery. Let's talk about that for an hour right. and try to make it interesting. Impossible. It's impossible. And it, and it gives me so much more respect for Dan Patrick. Oh, Dan Patrick is so good. Yeah. He could talk about badminton. I'd be like, what? Who won? You know what I mean? I'd yeah. be interested. But when I listen to like the overnight guys, yeah, no offense to them, but they also, a lot of those kind of like national sports people try to do the, like that kind of voice. It's like, oh. I hate when people are on the radio and they don't talk yeah. like they would normally talk. That's my biggest pet peeve of the business for sure. Was was that, that? And again, I, I sorry if this sounds like I pat myself on the back. Was that one of the first things I told you just to talk like yourself? No, I I mean probably I'm sure. Yeah, but that whenever I listen to radio, even locally, and I hear yeah. somebody like that's not how you talk. Why it, are you talking like that? I I have I and you know it even goes with Corey too. Yeah, and he, and he acknowledges that when he first started. I used to have to tell him all the time. Why are you talking like that? Yeah. Because you, you can't help it. You sit in front of the mic and you're like, hey, everybody, how you doing? 
There's one guy. Corey Cove coming at you right know, now. Yeah, yeah, right. I won't say, but. And uh, um, it's one of the first things I try to do is, and I almost always, when somebody's brand new, whether it be an athlete or whether it be an intern or whether it be, I throw them on the air without igni- without telling them I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I want them to be shocked. I want them to, to, to legitimately be in a spot where they're not thinking I'm going to be on the radio. I'm going to be on the radio. I want them to answer a question as themselves. Yeah. And if you tell them you're going to talk to them before you talk to them, they're going to put on that talk and they're going to be the person that they wanted to be. But if you just say, Hey, Travis, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. That's who you really are. Right. You know? Well, it's funny because I'm like a diehard Rogan listener. Yeah. Tell us podcast. Yeah. They have a view of radio. That's not good. Right. Like uh, all those comedians are like, ah, oh, to do morning radio. And yeah, because oh, yeah. they because they don't like the they like they like. But I went to Phoenix and their morning radio is awesome. It's just like they're nor- they're normal, yeah. they're natural, yeah. they had fun. Yeah, you got to be like that. It's just it's you're talking to the listener. Yeah, no, you're right, and and I am a fan of Rogan's as well. Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of a, a bunch of different podcasts, and I know like one of my favorite guys. It breaks my heart every time I hear him talk about it. But David Cross. Yeah, the, the guy from Arrest Development. Yep. He just hates morning radio guys, and I understand why because there's there's a whole lot of yuckers out there. You know, one yeah. there's a couple of really major syndicated morning shows yeah. that I can't believe made it because they are so fake sounding that oh. it's astounding to me. It's almost like listening to um, Friends with the laugh track. You know, now mm-hmm. you hear, you see a comedy show these days and you hear a laugh track and you're like, what the hell am I watching? Right. That's sort of the same thing. It's the equivalent. It's fake laughter. And I hate that. Yeah. Even morning TV sometimes too, where it's like all prim and proper. It's like, just come on. Just be you. Just be you. Yeah. 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 When I started voice tracking too, I had the problem where I, I didn't try to sound radio-y, but it, with, I, I started, I stopped using headphones yeah. when I first started voice tracking. It's like, I don't want to hear myself. Yeah. Cause I'm going to get my own head. Like you have to sound cleaner, yeah. sharper, right. better. Right. But we had a guy here who just passed away last summer, unfortunately. Uh, he was the PA announcer for the Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. Oh, wow. And he's born and raised in St. Paul. He would stay here every day after work. He could have gone home. He stayed here every day after work to help me get through hurdles on the air. Oh, that's awesome, man. Made a huge difference. I'm uh, still working through a lot of stuff, obviously. You're never perfect on the air. Nobody no. is. Uh-uh. But I'm light years ahead of where I was because... You know, from you to him telling me just to be natural in the air. If you stumble, you stumble. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. Just roll through it. You're People fine. stumble. You just can't. I just. It's so unnatural to the ear when you listen to the radio. People can tell, like, sure. what is this guy doing? That's not how he talks. I can already tell. Right. It's so annoying. I hate it is. that. I yeah. just can't. Yeah. Can't what, stand what was it. his name? Brad LaRock. Yeah. I think I must have met him a couple of times when I was out here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear he passed away. Yeah. He's a good guy. Dude, good that's, dude. that's the kind of thing that you got to pass on now. You know that, right? That's yeah. your job. That's I learned that job. from you too. Cause I heard you talk about this with Zach Helberson on the podcast that you helped a lot of interns and you feel proud of that. You, oh. shit, you should feel proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody, for Corey, for sauce, for help building them up. And like, even just on a Saturday, like you coming out out of your day, dude, it means a lot. Oh, well, yeah. And it, when I, you, I can learn from example by you that if I'm ever in your position, think you know, hopefully I can make it in radio somewhere deep. Sure. And if I have an intern or somebody who's a part timer, if I can help them out, I will because I've learned from you. Well, you know? I appreciate that. That's good, yeah. man. That that's that's cool. That's what I want to. That's what I want to pass on. Man, I I love radio, man. I love the I love. I the love form. radio because of K fan. Yeah. I never thought of radio as a job. Right. For the longest time, K fan made talk radio cool. Right. Talk radio is like, oh, my grandpa. 
maybe Dude, listen to talk yeah. radio. It's like, I don't want to Isn't that to this. something, man? Yeah. Isn't that something, you know, that's, um, and I, I, I know you listen to the podcast, so I'm repeating myself to you, but, um, I, I think about that all the time. Yeah. There are so many kids who have literally grown up listening oh, yeah. to me on the radio, yep. to the power trip morning show to Corey and to meat sauce, you know, Abigail, my daughter's yeah. sitting right here beside me. She was, she's 17. So she was not alive before wow. the power trip morning <laughs> wow. show existed her that's whole crazy. life, you know? Yeah. And that's like, that's an honor. Yeah, you know, for sure. um, and, and there's been my entire career, even going back to dat machines, as we were talking about my entire career, there've been people saying, ah, this spells the doom for terrestrial radio. Satellite radio is going to kill terrestrial radio. Podcasts are going to kill terrestrial radio. Um, something might eventually come along sure. and kill it. Um, talk radio is going to live. Yeah. Talk radio, morning radio. Yes. Talk Podcasts radio local. for sure. That's exactly right. Right. Man. Getting in the car in the morning. Yep. And turning on the radio and hearing a guy who, you know, is experiencing the same weather pattern you're experiencing right now. Right. That's a huge deal, man. Yeah. And it's free. All it costs you is a commercial break. Yeah. Before I started on the air, Bob here. Yeah. We have a classic rock station that used to be broadcast out of Princeton. Yeah. Dude, we were like friends of the listeners because they would call in. They felt like a local connection. Sure. You can't get that with the podcast. You're never going to. So whenever to. I hear podcasters go, radio's dead. Right. It's going to die. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's going to. I really don't. I just don't see it happening. Well, I'll tell you why it's not. Um, there's, you've, and we've mentioned them. Uh, there's only a few podcasts that are living off right. of the revenue they're making. Yeah, Rogan made $30 million. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But that is... Um, that is the very uppermost oh, top of the scale. Very rare. Yeah. Um, there are probably 15, maybe 20 podcasts that make money. Yeah. The rest of them don't make Nothing. a dime. No. They can't, they haven't figured out the, uh, the model yet. Right. That will make it feasible to compete with uh, terrestrial radio. Um, and until the, until they do that, um, even podcasts aren't going to be able to knock off terrestrial radio. It's just not going to happen even without no. the local thing. I, I hear people talk about that all the time and it makes me sad. Um, when people uh, dismiss local radio Yeah, because, um, and this sounds like sour grapes and mean to say, and maybe it is a lot of the people you hear doing podcasts. Sorry, man, my allergies are killing no, you're me. Good. A lot of the people that you hear doing podcasts tried to do radio. And it didn't work out. It's it's basically what it is. Yeah, it's a talk I know. radio show. Yeah, you right, know? exactly. Um, there's only so many radio stations that exist the way the fan does. Right. Uh, luckily, I was um, uh, able to grow up in an area where there was a radio station, WLW, out of Cincinnati, that I could listen to with Gary Burbank in the morning. And uh, uh, Gary Burbank, I should say, in the afternoon. And, and Bob Trumpy was, was uh, um, on. And you had all these great shows. And it was a lot like the fan is now. Sure. Where you tuned in because you were listening to your buddies. Yeah. And that's the feeling that I think people get when they listen to local talk radio. I remember in 2011, I went to a Rue party and I talked to AJ. Yeah. And uh, we had our group of buddies there and we talked to him. We said that the thing that we like most about you guys is that I feel like I'm friends with you. Right. You know, and that's big. You guys that's connect. Huge. That's so big. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, um, I, again, I, I, I hate to sound Pollyanna. That's such an honor, man. Yeah. You know, people come up to me and it's, you know, what's really, um, a small thing that's really hard for me in this coronavirus thing is I can't shake somebody's hand. Right. Because I get people all the time. I was in Winona the other day. Sure. And I was walking around Lake Winona. I'd never been there before. What a beautiful place. 
I had just started walking around the lake and this blue car zooms into a parking space beside me. And the guy gets out and he goes, Oh my God, I'm listening to you guys right now. That morning show was on. Obviously I was off. Um, I got stopped by a listener in Winona <laughs> and I'd never been to Winona before. Yeah. I'd never set foot in that town and he got out and he knew everything about the show. And he goes, dude, I'm so sorry. This is so weird. I know this is probably weird and I, I'm sorry, but I feel like I know you. And I wanted, I wanted to shake his hand and say, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what we're trying to accomplish. The fact that a guy I've never met before in a town I've never walked in before yeah. cares enough about our radio show to pull over and stop me and say, hi, that's not intrusive. That's huge, man. Big, man. That's huge. That's yeah. the dream. Well, like when you talked about how he said, I feel like I know you. It's like, you do know me. Yeah. You almost do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the axioms that I probably said to you way too many times that, that is absolutely 100% true is life is show prep. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I am out there living and, and I'll talk about this podcast on Monday on the morning show. Dude, that'd be huge. Well, Thank you so much. I, I absolutely will because this yeah. was a big part of my weekend and, and I, I think it's great talking to you, um, and continuing to feed that river, you know, but, um, uh, people feel like they know it because my whole life has lived on the radio. Yeah. You know, and that's right. by design. That's the way it's supposed to be, yep. you know, I, 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 so yeah, I love that. I love that aspect of it. It's never intrusive. Um, you know, it, it sometimes at gigs when people are really wasted, they get kind of weird, you know, sure. and stuff, oh, yeah. you know, and <laughs> I, you know, obviously I want them to be respectful of my daughter and, mm-hmm. and for the most part, everybody is and my wife and everybody, but of course. Uh, man, that's a huge thing. I love that. I love that about radio. Yeah, yeah I do. You know? Yeah. We had a station event, uh, uh last summer or a couple summers ago. And somebody came up to me like, I listen to you all the time. And yeah. I, I was like, holy shit. My first holy shit moment. Right yeah, now. right. Like, what? That's great. It kind of blows your mind. And you're like, wow, it just, yeah, it takes you back. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it's awesome to know that people are listening to you. And then yes. you feel confidence and you feel better on the air. You just kind of grow from it. And, and I, what I like about you guys is like, it's so easy to connect to you guys because you don't hide anything. You're not afraid really to mention stuff. You don't get too personal, obviously. Sure. But yeah, yeah. You say a lot. Yeah. And people can kind of connect to that. You share everything, good, bad, you know, right. everything in between, which people can relate to, you know? It's what you were talking about a moment ago, going back to um, using your own voice on the radio. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that- Can't connect with that. You, somebody's in a fake absolutely. voice. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you can't connect if people aren't being honest with you about their lives as well. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it's- uh, it would be impossible to do our radio show if we didn't talk openly about it. And as you mentioned, not everything, but right. almost everything about our lives. You know, uh, Mitsos went through a very public, very hard, rotten, terrible divorce. Yeah. And we didn't go on the air and say, this is happening, but we made fun of him on the air right. about it. And because you love him. Because we love him. Friends and because yeah. we made a complete fool of sure. Carly the other day <laughs> yeah. oh. with, with Brad Michaels thing, yeah. you know, oh, um, so, so good. Yeah. Uh, but it's because we're all friends and you tell your friends what's going on in your life and the listeners are our friends, you know, listener are the, and, and so, um, that's an important part of it. You yeah. Know? You know, even Corey coming out and talking about, um, his mom passing away. Right. Um, you know, we didn't mention it leading up to it. She, she'd been in a bad way for a long time. Um, but he wanted to keep that off the air and we respected that. And then, you know, when he was ready, he talked about it on the air and, and that's, you know, people have been through that and sadly we'll all go through that. Sure. You know? It's an important thing. And it's really big too. I heard you talk about this and I've heard actually Dan Patrick talk about this a couple years ago and I saw it with my own eyes when I interned for you guys. You don't say a word to each other before the show. No. Unless yeah. it's something like really important where Corey says, don't talk about this. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, which I love. Yeah. I love that 
when Sauce tells a story or Corey tells a story, or you tell a story, it's the first time you're all hearing it. Yeah. You know? So it's not like, all right, I'll put on a for sure act like I haven't heard this before. Right. Super genuine, which I really like. It's such a good idea. And I don't I mean, I'm sure probably a lot of shows do it, but it is a good concept to go with. I think you'd be surprised how many shows don't do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, it works really well for us. You know, I, I, uh, I've talked about it a lot, but I, what we do is improvisation comedy. That's just the bottom line. And sometimes, yeah. you know, I guess the jury's out where there's comedy all the time, but everything we do is improvisation, everything we do. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, and you don't lie. Right. If, if you haven't seen something, you don't say you did. You want, yeah, exactly. You know, you're right. Um, if you did see something, you acknowledge that you did. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, man, if I were to listen to a sports show and the guy watched sports center and pretended he watched the whole game, I'd know it. You could hear it in his voice, man. It goes back to when we talked about some of these comedians talk about local radio. The thing that bothers them the most is they know that there's a guy with a Wikipedia page going, so you were in this movie and in 2005, it's like, they're like, Dude, just talk right? to me. For sure. Just let me. I love it. Mark Maron, one of my favorite podcasters. Sure. He great. always says, you know, I haven't had a chance to see the book yet, but tell me about it. Honest. He's being honest. That's great. Yes. Don't pretend you read it if you didn't. Yes. And don't pretend you saw the Vikings game if you watched the first quarter. Right. It's okay to say, you know what? I was tired. I went to bed and I got up and watched Sports Center. Yeah. Uh, but you saw it, Sauce. Tell me about it. Right. That's fine. You don't have to be an expert about everything. Well, especially in the climate where it's like, well, I know this and you don't. You're wrong about this. Oh like, my dude, God, you don't know dude. shit. You don't know what you're talking about. That, it's like you just don't. Uh, that lack of empathy. No, uh, that man. That lack of um, of understanding and, yeah. and of uh, willingness to hear other perspectives. Oh. It's just killing me, dude. I hate it. I have it. friends that are sad. completely on the opposite side of the spectrum. I mean, it's like, that's fine. It's yeah. okay. One of my best friends in the world. We, we probably mentioned this too much, but it's the best example because he was in government. He was an elected official. Yeah. One of my best friends is John Creasel. There aren't many more people more Republican than he is. Yeah. And he and I have had some great discussions. Right. But we love each other. That's possible. I remember it's when That's you bring that possible. Up. It's possible for sure. Yeah. And people don't realize it's like you could disagree on that. You could agree on a million other things. Absolutely, yeah. But why is that the sticking point? I don't know. It's funny because I remember the first time one of the first times I were when I was interning for you. Politics came up in some discussion, and I was like, oh, don't hate me, but I'm kind of right-leaning. And you're like, well, I would hate you. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't nervous about it, you know? But yeah, like, for sure, no, and I understand, because yeah. the, the normal reaction is, oh, well, you're on that side then. Right. That's not true. Yeah. That's so silly, man. So silly. Because I guarantee you, even though you're more right-wing and I'm more left, yeah. I guarantee you, like you said, if we wrote down the things that we believe in, it's probably 90% dude. of them we'd agree on, dude. Dude. And I hate it that there's only two parties, man. Because I got to tell you, a lot of the things financially, I'm a Republican. Right. And a lot of the things, uh, you know, life stuff, I'm a, I'm a, a Democrat. But there's no in between. Yeah, I I'm hate very, that, man. I don't want to be classified. No, I'm very I don't just let you call me a white to, person. Yes, You know exactly. what I mean? Oh. I just, I'm not just that. I'm a right. million different things, man. Right. You know? God, yeah. I hate that. It's, it's uh, I'm very... What is it? Socially liberal, fiscally conservative? Yeah, kind yeah. of that way. I'm very socially yeah, liberal. Yeah, for sure. It's your life. You do what you want. Right, care. right, right, right. I might call. You know, it's just yeah. It's just I always get nervous saying like that I'm right wing because it's like, well, what are you Nazi? Like no, I'm not. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. I'm, I'm allowed to believe different right, things. Right. I there's it uh, there's I can't believe it's like it's not you know, uh, it's not cut and dried. We're not black and white. It's, no. There's a million. 
different yeah. ways to believe things. Right. And it doesn't make me hate you that you believe different than I do. I'm, as long as you don't hate me for believing what I do. Right. That's a big that's thing. I'm a Christian. I have a lot of yeah, atheist friends. For sure. Like, okay. Huh. I sit in a room, well, across, you know, in a different room <laughs> with, the, a Christian? Uh, with the <laughs> most major atheist. Mm-hmm. And the only time we've ever argued really is a bit yeah. about that. Yeah. And the only time I get upset is when he does that thing where right. he s- stops listening and starts judging, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then we talk and he's like, oh my God, I was doing that. You're right. I'm so sorry. Right. He'd never do that on the air. Right. But he does do that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I can, um, I, I know we've been gone a long time. Um, and, and, uh, but two things I want to say to you. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm real proud of you, man. You work Thank your you. ass off. I, I love that. That's Thank great. You. Uh, you make me look good and I appreciate that's, that. That's what it is. That's really go. cool. Um, do you know what, what is, uh, what you are capable of building in this building that we're in right now? I mean, I, I know that it, this is not the twin cities, right? But it is. And I know it's not the fan. Yeah. But what you could build here, dude, um, on your way to wherever it is you're going could yeah. be enormous. Well, thank you for saying that too, man. Cause it's like, I, I love the company Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that we're local Yeah, and I love that we're we're in, we're in the, we're in the twin cities. Yeah. We're yeah. in the twin city station, which is big to start off at, of course. let yeah. alone anything. Yeah. I remember when I was fighting through part time, I would talk to you every now and then like, what do I do? You know, yeah. um, I would reach out to stations like, Hey, do you have anything? And they're like, I know you're bummed out. You're part time right now, but you're working in the Twin Cities. Your yeah. first job, just right. relax, right? Stay put, right? Fight through like Corey did. Yep. And hopefully you'll find something. And God willing, I have a career that lasts long. That's why I'm trying to do a podcast and different things. Sure. You just don't know, but man, I'm passionate about it. I want to work my ass off for it too. I want to get a career going in this. But I'm thankful that I have a company like this where it's because I don't want to move to. I know a lot of people do it, and yeah, it works sure. for people. Yeah, yeah. Moving to small town Iowa or something just didn't, I don't know. I talked to Nordo about that too. He's like, I have friends that are still there 10 years later yeah. that I haven't left. Well, and you know, the thing about that is, man, and this is easy for me to say, admittedly, because I, I'm lucky enough to do what I do and, and be where I'm at. But you could you could build an enormous life at a radio station like this, man. Sure. You know, I don't know. Um, and the, the thing about it is if your angle, and obviously I, I love Neil, I love everybody, you know. Yeah. If your angle was to help be a part of the morning show and then become a part of the morning show and eventually become the morning show. Yeah. While you're doing that, every other radio station in America notices that and they see you build a dominant thing at a, at a market and a station like this. And then you get to the point where you decide, maybe I like it here. I'm killing it here. I'm making money. I am building a following. I have listeners that come up to me on the street that, that I love. I love the company. I love the people I work with. I have this show. Then you make your decision. "Eh, Maybe I do want to go to a bigger market, but you also might make the decision and say, this is a great life. I'm doing radio. I'm not shoveling. I, 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 I am, I am doing radio and I am really happy and lucky to be doing it. This is a great opportunity for you, man, inside this building. Yeah. You know? I'm excited, too, because it's I'm lucky that my dad is cool enough to let me live with him still. Sure. Because, like, I know you're passionate about radio. Yeah. I know you're not going to make a lot of money, you know, for a while. Yeah. So save your money, which I have been. So now I'm, I'm actually doing okay because I'm yeah. saving money, thankfully. Yeah. Um, which is always the big thing in radio, too. It's like, I, I got to make some money. Yeah. And people kind of are afraid to go for radio because they know that it's not a high-paying job. It can eventually lead somewhere. For sure, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about and I want to work, you know, continue to work for. And 
obviously down the line, you know, I, I, I thought I wanted to do sports talk, maybe yeah. like produce sports talk, sure. show, which I think I still probably would want to. Yeah. But I just like, now that I think about it, like listen to you guys, I just like good talk. Yeah. I just like three buds in a room. Sure. You know, I, yeah, for sure. The shit talking, whatever. It's just, it just works. Yeah. To you, you, when you find the right combination, you yeah. Know, you know, and I think, you know, by the way, I, I think, you know, within the first two days, whether yeah. or not they're the right people or not. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I just, I think, I think you're on the right track, man. And again, you know, the, the good thing about where you're at and the position you're in speaking specifically to you about your situation is you're closer to the twin cities. Yep. You know, me, you know, Abbott, you know, everybody that works at the fan. Yeah. Thing, things never come open there. But when things come open, guess who the first person I'm going to call is going to be, you know, and I know awesome. where you're at. Yeah. You're here doing great radio at a great radio station. And by the time that happens, you may say to yourself, screw you, hockey. I got a good thing going right <laughs> now. Big time. Yeah, no, right. But I don't see that happening. But um, you're in a great spot, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. And this is a great company. This is, these are great people you work with at this radio station, man. And they believe in the right things. Um, you know, see what Neil needs as far as morning show help, because I'm telling right. you, you could literally become like you say, you love sports. Yeah. Become the sports guy in the morning show. Yeah. Come in and do a sports report one time every morning at 830. Sure. Say your name every time you do it, yep. by the way. Yeah. At the very beginning of it. Don't ever forget to say your name. Ever. Yeah. Um, Chevy Chase became Chevy Chase because he said, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not on Saturday Night Live. Mm. That first season on Saturday Night Live, nobody ever said their name. Nobody knew what Jim, nobody knew John Belushi's name. They yeah. knew he was the B guy. But everybody knew Chevy Chase's name because at the beginning of Weekend update. He said, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not every Saturday. Yeah. And he became a star quicker than everybody else became. When I first started voice tracking and stuff, I would say my name so fast because I was so nervous. I'd right. talk fast. And they're like, just relax. Yeah. And say your name as clear as possible. I don't care if you go really slow with your name. Yeah. Get it across. Get Absolutely. your name out there. Yep. For sure. And there's two quick things I want to uh, mention to you before we close out too. Uh-huh. Um, so there's two big regrets in my life. Yeah. My freshman year of high school, I went to a big high school. Where I didn't know anybody. Uh-huh. So I I kind of felt like I didn't know any. I was really nervous and shy. Sure. Which was never me. I was like the jokester and kind of threw me for a loop. And I was like, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. I feel like I bombed my internship with you guys. I feel like I was, I wasn't myself. Huh. Because I'm really, I'm not like zany wild guy, but I am kind of like, uh, you know, not super shy, but I feel like I was too shy because I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to like, make you guys mad at me or regret sure. you bringing me on because I looked up to you guys so much. Right. And I feel like I put that in my head too much. I'm like, God, oh, I don't think I did enough. And I feel bad about that. Like I, I, I feel like I could have done way more with an internship. Huh? Maybe that's me thinking too much. I don't know. That's interesting. You say that I, that is not at all how I perceive okay. uh, your time with us at all. Um, and I think, um, in, in all, uh, with all due respect, I think you're overthinking it. Okay. I really do. Good. I, I never, um, I would, and I, I have no doubt that obviously you're a more outgoing guy than, than you came across as sure. uh, when you were there. But, um, the fact that you, um, for lack of a better way to say it, uh, you spoke when you were spoken to yep. is something I think is very important. Okay. Uh, I, I, if you know, even, uh, with Zach, my current, um, yeah. uh, slash intern slash part-time or whatever you want to call him. Um, I still have to turn to him every now and again, remind him, dude, this is not your show. Yeah. Relax. Dial it back. Yeah. Dial it back for yep. me because the, the, um, um, I would much rather have, um, somebody who leans your way than somebody who thinks it's their show. And sure. by the way, I've had plenty of people come in 
and try to be a, a, a my person. time to shine. Here Absolutely. We go. Yeah, I've had exactly. plenty of people come in and try to, to, to be the fourth member of the morning show their first week. Yeah. And they lasted about that first week. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, um, but all that said, um, you are who you are. Right. And again, I, I, I have no doubt you're, you, I can even see it now as we sit here, you're more outgoing than you were when you were on the show, but you're also who you are. I mean, you're not meat sauce. Right. Um, you're not Corey. You're more like me. Yeah, exactly. That, that's who you are. So, yep. um, when star was let go, Corey became the guy in the big chair, not because they picked him over me, but because I said, Corey's the guy who belongs in that chair. Sure. You always have to be aware of who you are and what you're good at and what you're bad at and be willing to let other people better at certain things shine. And I think that's what you do. I think that's who you are. And I, I see your internship, your time on the power trip morning show as a guy who had the potential of being who I am and was willing to sit back and let other people shine and do what was asked of him and go the extra mile. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I remember one day, this is about a, three, a few months in and you said you should do like a power trip post game podcast. I was right. like, I had that thought, thought like the first week, but I was too afraid to say anything. I was like, I, I should have said something. Right. Well, and I yeah. could have started. So that was kind of like what I'm more getting at is just I, not jumping in more so on the show, but more so just what can I do instead of like oh, I don't want these guys to hate me because I like them so much. Sure. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's something uh, um, to learn from. Yeah, right? for sure. And to know about. Which it. I have. Obviously, for sure. you have. Look at you. You're sitting here right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. The the second thing here. Uh, about the fan because I worked there I did some part-time board hopping a, yep. literally a year ago from like now okay because um, I was still part-time here yep and I was trying to angle a full-time job here so I did some part-time board hopping at the fan and I I, I was pretty much going to be working at the fan and then get a part-time job in the cities because mm-hmm. I was like well it's not gonna work out here yeah at Bob but uh, a few months after board hopping they offered me a full-time job here. Nice. So I was like, ah, I got to text Ab and say, I'm sorry. After a few months, I got to go because yeah. I can't board up a wild game at six. When I work until six, I'm like, there's no way I could sure. screw him over right. getting a board up. Yeah. So I, I was like, ah, I hope I'm not pissing him off. But he was super cool about it. I thought like that was a bad thing for me to do, leave after like three months. But I was like, I just got a full-time. And John Bonus talked to me. He's like, dude, we're all like happy for you. That's yeah, awesome. Don't that's, feel bad about leaving. For sure. That yeah. was 100% the right thing to do. Yeah. 100% the right thing to do. If somebody called Zach right now, Halverson, and said, uh, I have a full-time thing for you, I would tell him to go. Yeah. You, you, that That's the right direction to go in. Again, you leave on good terms. You don't quit tomorrow. You don't, right. you don't, uh, you know, you don't leave on bad terms. People have done that, by the way, and I've watched it happen and it killed their career. Some of them are still on the radio in the Twin Cities, but it killed yeah, their career. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, they'll never come back. And that was a terrible thing on their part. People who burn bridges in radio, it's like, what are you we doing? We all work together eventually again, yes, man. We yeah. all do. Or yeah. or you're not welcome back and we never work together again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So no, I, 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 and I, I appreciate you saying that. And, and I can, uh, uh, I can uh, guarantee you that there's no um, ill feelings about that doing that. Cool. That was the right thing for you to do. Awesome. And again, I, I know, uh, speaking for myself and I'm, I'm sure Abbott feels the same way. 
if anything full-time ever came open or even part-time ever came open that was substantial, you'd be one of the first people I'd call. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, for sure. Dude, thank you so much for coming I talk on. a lot, That's dude. Awesome. You know that. I talk a lot. It was no, your own fault. I wanted to go like a little hour, like, <laughs> and we're an hour and two minutes, so it's perfect. That's thank perfect. you so much for coming on. Of course, man. man. Congratulations. You've been so influential on my, like, uh, so far my career, quote-unquote career that I have started three years ago. Right. Um, It's been fun so far. And, uh, you know, your guidance has helped me so much. So I just can't thank you enough, dude. Well, I appreciate you saying that, man. Just keep doing good work and, and uh, keep uh, feeding that river and um, chase it, man. You know, yeah. be- believe good things are going to happen. Yep. Believe it. Send it out in the universe that you're going to be okay and that good things are going to happen. Find out what your dream is and chase it and, and keep that positive attitude. Keep it going, brother. Keep there it going, go, man. And by the way, whenever you need a, a news intern to chop up your new stuff when you're doing big time morning radio, Please hire my daughter. There you go. Because she's the next female Howard Stern right yes. there sitting to my left-hand yes. side. She's, in fact, I've ruined her. I'm not going to lie to you. The yeah. only thing she's going to be able to do now is either stand-up comedy or radio because I've ruined her. There you go. That's it. That's so it. You have please to. You just hire have to. her. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, man, so much. Appreciate Congrats, it. Congrats, man. Congrats. Awesome. See you.